Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every day for, oh, around 13 minutes or so. In so doing, it helps us to stay focused on our faith in God and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, on our souls, on eternity. Eternity is coming. It also helps us to have a better, more spiritual frame of mind to be able to deal with all of the challenges that life throws at us every day. Now, you know people who need to change their focus in life, don't you? Probably some within your own family, in fact. You can help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means, but make that commitment. Make up your mind. Step forward. Start sharing. Help people get into God's Word, and ultimately you may help them get to heaven. And that will be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. Share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Start that today. We're going to finish up, conclude our line of thought and study talking about, well, about the Bible as being God's word. Do you believe the Bible? Can you trust what the Bible says? Now, what we have been pointing out is that belief in the Bible and belief in God literally go hand in hand. You cannot obviously believe in God without believing in the Bible. And people who say, I don't believe in God, they obviously don't believe in the Bible either. But you cannot believe in the Bible without believing in God. You see, if you reject the Bible, then you're rejecting the God of the Bible. While the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20 that the attributes of God, the existence of God can be seen through the invisible attributes, through the things which he created. We can look at the universe all around us. We can look at our world. We can look at physical life and see obvious design within. Design requires an intelligent designer. And Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 tells us that God is that designer. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That first chapter of Genesis tells us about how God, the designer, designed all life and everything within this world and within our atmosphere and within the universe as a whole. God is that intelligent designer. He put it all into place. He is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. God created us in his image, that is, with a spiritual essence, a soul. Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. Actually begin with verse 26. And so we're different from all else that God created in physical form in that we alone are created in his image with a soul. So God created us to walk with him forever. Now, it's hard for us to really fully grasp that God created us to live on this earth forever, walking with him, being faithful to him. But that's what, how he created us initially. But now God in his foreknowledge knew that we were going to mess up, we were going to sin. And so that's where death came into, physical death came into being. When you think about 
Do I believe in God? Do I believe in the Bible? We talked about how we cannot pick the Bible apart and still believe in the Bible. If we say, well, this part is not true, but that part is true, how do you know? How do you know what you've decided is true is really true? How do you know that part that you threw away and said that's not really true? How do you know it's not really true? You're putting yourself into God's place. You're taking his place in your life. You see, again, what did C.S. Lewis say? Ancient man looked at himself as the one being on trial and God as being the judge. Modern man has reversed the positions. He sees himself as being the judge and God as the one being on trial. Are you fitting that particular description in your life? Either the Bible is God's word totally, or it is not God's word. You cannot pick out part of it and say, okay, this is what I, no, you've changed it. You have now made your own Bible. It is your Bible. Thomas Jefferson did that. He threw out parts of it. Well, it's referred to as Jefferson's Bible, not God's word. Either you accept it in toto or you reject it. It's either or. There's no middle ground. Jesus believed the Bible. He referred to repeatedly scriptures and prophecies of him, but he referred to scriptural accounts throughout his ministry on this earth. He believed the Bible. You don't believe the Bible is God's word? How can you believe in Jesus who believed the Bible? You see, we need to understand, again, it's an either-or situation. We do not have the authority or the knowledge to be able to say, well, this is really God's inspired word, but that is not. Faith that accepts a verse that it likes, but rejects another verse that it does not like, is trusting in human judgment rather than in God. Augustine said, if you believe what you like in the gospel and reject what you do not like, which is exactly what a lot of people do, it is not the gospel that you believe. It is yourself that you believe. Self-authority leads to confusion. In Judges chapter 17 and verse 6, Judges chapter 17 and verse 6, we read about the state of Israel before ultimately God appointed a king over them. And, and this is really the way that, that it's partly at least the way that God wanted things to be with them. See, he wanted to be their king. He wanted them to live by his teachings and respect him as the authority in their lives and in the way of their life. In Judges 17 and verse 6, we read, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And that is repeated in Judges chapter 21 and verse 25. All you have to do is read through the book of Judges, those 21 chapters, 
and you quickly recognize the confusion in the spiritual lives of the Israelites during those years when they were doing what was right in their own eyes, basically making it up on their own. Well, they had to change. They had to come back to God's word. When you think about Eve in the garden, Genesis chapter 3, the devil presented himself before her. He asked her a probing question. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the devil asked Eve, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman responded with God's word in answer to the devil. She said that God has said we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And that's a reference to what God told Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 2 and verses 16 and 17. You can eat of every, the fruit of every tree of the garden except one, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, the serpent responded, or the devil responded to Eve in saying, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the devil was tempting Eve to do what? To disobey the word of God. You will be like God. He was tempting Eve, and can you imagine what went through her mind? I will be like God. I will know good and evil. I will be like God. I will be like God? The devil was tempting her to put her to disobey God's word and thereby put herself in the place of God. She succumbed to the temptation. And everything changed that day. And the world is at a great loss because of it. We either accept God's word as God's word or else we reject it. And then what are we left with? The Bible, and we've taught this many times through these today's Bible class sessions, the Bible offers mankind the only real hope that mankind has. It's eternal life with God in heaven. It's forgiveness and redemption through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As we come to him in faith, recognizing him as our Savior, repenting of our sins, recognizing that sin is destructive to us, confessing our faith in him openly, Matthew 10, verses 32 and 33, and surrendering to him in baptism so that the blood that he shed on the cross as our perfect sacrifice dying on that cross for our sins so that that blood can cleanse us of the guilt of our sins as we're buried with him in the waters of baptism. Acts 2 and verse 38. Acts 22 and verse 16. Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. That offers us eternal life, an eternal home with God in heaven. Without the hope that the, the scriptures give us without the hope that the Bible communicates to us, 
we have no hope as human beings. Nothing. Nada. When we die, we're like Rover, dead all over. We have no hope of anything else. And when you remove hope from mankind, what happens to humanity? Chaos, wickedness, evil, depression, forlorn. See, hope is a shining light in our lives. But without the Bible, there is no hope. The Bible teaches us of the hope that God offers us through Jesus Christ. Can we help you? We'd be glad to send you a Bible study through the mail. If you're in the Omaha area, we would love to have you come and study and worship with us and grow spiritually with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our location of our church building and the time of our services are on our website at churchofchrist.com churchofchrist.com. You can access all kinds of study materials on our website. You can sign up for our podcasting, which is free, and receive these daily Bible studies along with Monday through Friday radio programs, Search the Scriptures, all of our sermons, Sunday morning Bible class, Wednesday night Bible class, automatically going to your smart device. But we would love to send you that free Bible study through the mail. And it is absolutely free. We want to help you find that hope and realize what that hope offers you. A home in heaven with God forever and ever. Please contact us. Let's pray. Father, help people recognize that they need to come to you for the only real hope that they have. Help us to reach them through these studies, reach them through this ministry, Father. Help them find that hope. You are all powerful and you are all gracious. Please, we pray for your forgiveness, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.